Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. The all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 20% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code CASH9. It starts at just $8 a month, includes a free domain name. They have over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. They have an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They're open all night over there. It's like 7-Eleven. Start a trial with no credit card because they trust you at Squarespace. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Also, one other tidbit. Uh, We're doing a live recording of Cashing In with TJ at Stanford's Comedy Club in Kansas City. This is our second live show that we've ever done. It's going to be on September 28th in Kansas City at Stanford's Comedy Club. Call the club for tickets and details, 913-400-7500. That's 913-400-7500 for more details. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy. And that, of course, was Journeys Don't Stop Believing. I'm T.J. Miller, CBC Booze Christmas. You have joined us for the music episode. Yes. That's right. We're broadcasting live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. Ugh, I love Cleveland, Ohio. I've always hated Cleveland, Nebraska. Yeah, it's not as good of a Cleveland. I don't even think it exists. It's, I don't even think it, there's no existences there. Um, you know, and musicians from miles around have come here to celebrate and kind of question T.J. Miller about why he did the extended play EP. And it's really just who's who in uh, music here. I can see El Dubarge even, in the distance. It's not even uh, filing in who. El Dubarge. Who's who? Who's that? <laughs> uh, it, Michael McDonald is here. I keep forgetting not in love don't, anymore. Don't, don't, I mean, what if he hears you singing that? Never be the same. <laughs> Sir Mix a Lot is here. I mean, everyone's here. It's great. I look around the room. I think that's the only time in the history of music that the phrase or the sentence, Sir Mix a Lot is here. Everyone's here. Everyone's has here. ever been used. It's all, everyone's here. Look around you. Everyone's here to question you about the extended play EP. And we're going to get some great interviews. I see uh, Kip Wenger is here from, uh, <laughs> he's hitting on Tiffany. What, what is he uh, from? So I can't get them to come over. Hey Kip, yeah, he's he's working on Kip TV Winger. Right now. What, he, Kip he, Winger from the uh, musical uh, group uh, Winger. <laughs> Kip Winger. I see uh, Crash Test Dummies are here. They're hanging out with the cars. That's I, kind of ironic. I say that's a wordplay. Wordplay. <laughs> I Just try I to see, get TJ on my side for this I, episode. I see nine of the eight of the members of Ninety Eight Degrees. Do you see that? Yeah. Mm. There is either an ugly version of Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> Or Kip Winger. I don't, or I don't, Kip know, which, I don't know who or, it is. Yeah. Or Kip is here. Kip Winger. 
Uh, it's so funny, I know so little about music that I'm like trying to generate. Well, you know what's weird? What's references. weird about all this? We have all these great musicians around us, and there's and we're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there's no. This is the first time in months where there's been no DJ anywhere near me. No DJ, which you love. I hate DJs. No DJ anywhere near. Uh, they would. They wouldn't. There's no DJs and no salads at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They do have a lot of great things on the wall, though, and you would just expect, like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know. Musical instruments, right? You would expect like guitars or basses. They, have, they the, have other things. They have, they have the, the chains from Alice in Chains. They have the chains from Alice in Chains. They have a chainsaw that Joe Walsh used to ruin a hotel room. <laughs> uh, they have the mud shark that Led Zeppelin used to uh, this, to, to hang out with a groupie. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that story. They have uh, they have some lip gloss that Mick Jagger refused <laughs> to put on because he said it wasn't his brand. They have the camera that Chuck Berry used to spray spy on women. Like in the toilets, they have Alison, they have Alison Galansky's Jew harp, which is uh, that's a mouth harp but on the it wall. Used to be called, yeah. I yeah. see it over there. I see, I see the gravel that Bob Dylan used to gargle with before he sang. I see that <laughs> on the wall, over in the corner there. Do you see that? I do. I see that. I think I saw some of that on the driveway up. Also, <laughs> look, they have. Uh, here, uh, six or seven bottles of beer with very little beer left, but cigarette butts in them that Van Morrison drank from the morning after <laughs> he went out drinking. Uh, they have the toilet seat on the wall that they, Elvis was sitting on. They have Van Morrison's uh, birth certificate, which actually, who knew, his first name is Donovan, and his last <laughs> name is Morrisanowich. <laughs> They have a bathtub on the wall. I think that's from uh, Jim Morrison. Which I, sure. I bet Van Morrison can get tired of kids. Oh, I see. Like, oh, I want more of sandwiches, you know, <laughs> whenever they're at a Jimmy John's. Also, because that didn't exist back I then. I see uh, Billy Idol over in the corner. Start again. I don't think if you sort of yell <laughs> I was the just trying songs to get someone of come these over. guys. Yeah, this is part of the reason no one's really talked to us. There's a lot of here. reasons why no one comes on my show except you. And it's partially because I don't listen very well. I also don't pronunciate very yeah, well been, or pronounce. You've been talking about this though. I think you're a very good listener. I oh, just think you. when given the the choice between talking and listening, mm -hmm. you're going with talking every time, baby. <laughs> every time. Well, you know what? In future episodes, we're going to dig into your personal life. We're going to. I'm going to start really prying. The more I thought about it recently, the times, the few times you've been able to do my show. We've done some things about me, and I'm, I'm going to start to get down. I'm going to really get in there and find out what your childhood was like. This is going to get more Freudian. I want to talk to you about some Freudian things, like what's the closest your head has been to a, another man's penis? Mm, that's Yeah, I don't know if I that's dropped, Freudian. Is that Freudian? I dropped, I, I dropped some change. <laughs> I dropped, It's wish fulfillment for you. Uh, I, I dropped some change in a locker room the other day, and I went down to get it, and when I looked up, Either a guy's penis was there or his chili dog had just fallen out of the bun and was pelvis level <laughs> when I looked. Because there was chili all over Yeah, it. yeah. It was a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Do you, do you enjoy like, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I like fame? someone saying dead giveaway when there are two options. It's, it's, it really is, yeah. It's either the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> or it's an alleyway. And you're like, that's a it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> I really didn't say anything there, did I? Uh, you know what? The whole show is just a dead giveaway. That's really it, is. That's it is. It's a dead giveaway. It's a free <laughs> podcast and it's dead on arrival. Where, where, does, where, does, <laughs> where does dead giveaway come from? Do you think? I don't even know what the origins know. of that. It's like a mafia phrase. And, and it must be this. It must be, uh, it must be somebody comes over and goes, well, he's not breathing. He's not moving. He's not responding to anything. Detective uh, Morrison, what do you think? Well, all those things you just said are a dead giveaway. He's dead. <laughs> Is that where it all started? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If any of the 12 and a half really you know, know what, wh where you that know, came from. Let us know where that came from. Tweet at us. Yeah. Don't tweet to us. Tweet at us. Who is uh, who's going on iTunes and reviewing these things anymore? Let's. Get I want back people to that. do that. I know. I feel like people have slacked off. And tell your friends about us, for God's sake. I, iTunes is starting to hate us. I think and because I, they don't. They they need to be constantly reassured that people are still listening. iTunes is, like iTunes is like a really insecure girl. It is. It's yeah. I think they. So because we want to be what's hot again. Remember. Remember what that was like? Rather than what's not. Yeah, the what's not column. You know, we want to wear it well. 
That's why we're here at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just to try to drum up uh, interest to some extent. I see it Kiss is. over there. I, <laughs> I see Kiss. Oh, no, that's Lady Gaga. That's the same. She's, it is crazy. She's sure. wearing an outfit that makes her look like a multi-person exactly. band. Exactly. Exactly. Kiss. You know what I like to do? I mean, I know we're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's pretty exciting, but I usually like to start the show by doing a uh, section Tri- called the Triple Banger Lightning Round. Triple Banger Lightning Round. I'm nervous because I saw my most, uh, you know, the person that I've always respected as a musician, which is Lindsay Lohan or whatever mm, she is yeah, now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I know. Thunder only happens when it's raining. Is that a, is that a Lindsay <laughs> Lohan song? It's Lindsay Bucky. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> I was, I was thinking it's, uh, it's Fleetwood Mac, right? Ooh, Fleetwood Play Mac. Only you know, that's my lady friend Earl's absolute favorite man. Uh, my cousins love Fleetwood Mac. They really do. And it's there's something to be said for them. We're going to have a long talk about, you know, in the essential question section about rock bands. I've always wanted an opportunity to go up to Fleetwood Mac when they're all kind of acting inappropriately. And maybe they were smoking cigarettes that were supposed to be their mothers and just say, you better get it together, boys, or you're going to get a Fleetwood smack. Mm, yeah, Fleetwood Smack. But I've never found myself yeah. in that situation, mm-hmm. and I always wonder what I spell was it with any, a K. Yeah, if there was any kind of uh, abuse in the relationships within the band, uh, there would have been a headline that Fleetwood gets smacked. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Or Beatwood Mac, mm, Beatwood yeah, Slack, Beatwood no? Mac. Yeah, Slack in the Beatwood. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely a dead giveaway right there. <laughs> I. Uh, uh, you know, the band was almost, you know, uh, Martin Van Buren actually had a band. Um, it was called Van Fleetwood. I, so think it was it sort was, of a, I think it was Martin Van Morrison. Wasn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> the one? Triple Banger Lightning Round. Question one. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Who has the time? To do all three? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. I mean, the, the question was almost, <laughs> the question was almost, uh, let's get this party started or not with this achy back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which to use. I like the idea. Of the the question almost was like yeah. you're going through. You're like, well, it ends up. I didn't know which was better. It's a dead giveaway that you should have done the second one. I know. Um, but seriously, like, who has the time for all three? And I think that's why you musicians retire. Or they stop really, uh, you know, getting out there and touring because it, it's a lot of that's a lot of energy to do all three in one. <laughs> calendar day well it's here's the problem the sex and the drugs and the rock and roll but even even if we're not talking about especially a day, if you count the rock and the roll two things that's four things in one day <laughs> it's you know what it is though the rock and roll is it takes a lot of patience to sort of get to know rock and roll to play rock and roll and that really really takes a lot of time and energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sex is a lot of fun to do but as we've talked about you know it seems to slowly disappear as a relationship gets more intimate which mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. ironic if you think about it and then the drugs are just going to take a toll on you especially i also I get, who is having sex on drugs while listening to rock and roll? I mean, we yeah. don't, you know, multitask, get them all done yeah. in a row, but that can be a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever have sex to music. I try not to because I've We've I, talked I don't about this. Music. You want to choose a really short song to make you seem like you last a while. We yeah. talked about that. I usually go episode. with Happy Birthday. Well, we talked about it. I usually go to, you know, something really short. Uh, you don't want to have sex to Yes, Close to the Edge. It's a 22 yeah. minute song. Well, you know, uh, uh, but but bottom line, look. Let me just ask you this. I mean, don't you think there should be a sex word, and a drugs one. Hall of Fame across the street? If this is the Rock and Roll Hall just of Fame, just a smaller one. The Sex Hall of Fame is just like an adult bookstore. Yeah, or maybe uh, just and maybe a clinic or something. Why isn't there a drugs hall? Some type of, fame? of clinic. I think this is so taboo. But wouldn't that be great to see like who holds the record for like most cocaine done in an evening? You're one of the few people that would encourage such a museum. <laughs> I would. I think they're impressive feats. Why are we? You are more supportive. There's a, there's of a book. Drug- a, there's a book where a guy has his name for having the longest fingernails in the world. Yeah. Who gives a shit about that? He just didn't cut his fingernails. You know how hard it is to do over thirty packs of nitrous oxide in seventy-two hours. <laughs> Surprisingly, not that Surprisingly hard. Not that hard. But I'm sure there's someone that can do more of that. You're right. The Guinness Book. Well, think about it this way, though. The Guinness Book of World Records. Guinness is the sponsor. 
So it started with alcohol. Yeah, that's exactly Someone right. was getting and drunk. And now we're in there. Guinness. Does it say who can? It says the guy that's eating the most hot dogs, you know, in one sitting or whatever. But there's never been who ha- who drank the most pints of Guinness. I remember I actually went. I don't think I've ever told you this story, but when I was in Argentina. Anyway, about me. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, go on. When I was in Argentina, there was a bar in Ricoleta, which was sort of where I was living, and. Uh, the the big thing on the bar was they had these three big chalkboards. And excuse me, one of them was like the specials of the day. And then one was the person who had taken the most shots. And one was the person who had drank the most pints of beer. And I think it was like, you know, 22 beers or just something that was really. Record. That was the record. It felt out of reach, you know. To you. Do you remember that person's being. name? No. And Could it have been Jim Morrison? It might have been Jim Morrison. It was Jim Van Morrison, <laughs> the long-lost brother of those two guys. Could it have been Kip made. Winger that has that record? It was. Uh, it, it, he couldn't do it without the rest of the band's, uh, the rest of the band's right. members of Winger. So did you try to do it? Well, of course. And so <laughs> me and these two guys from Texas who, you know, I can't stand that ethnicity, but it's, you know, sometimes you've only got a limited number of people that you can drink with. We went to... The bar towards the end of this sort of semester studying in uh, Argentina, and we went and we we decided we were all going to sit down and try. And I mean, I remember this, one of these Texan guys was really big. He mm-hmm. was like, you know, when you see a guy, before, and you're was like, he big before or after the drinking? He was big. He was big before. <laughs> you should have seen him after. We had to roll him out and into a chocolate river. Uh, <laughs> I am. Chock full of Willy Wonka references. C H O C. Taste it. Yeah. <laughs> spicy hot pots. Custom fit. Uh, so Tasty, spicy <laughs> hot ones. This is a spicy hot one. We're in the middle of it right now. It's so good to be right in the middle of a hot, right. spicy, tasty one. Uh, and so I remember one of the guys was really big. The other guy was like shorter, but certainly a good drinker. You know, okay. he knew so his you, you way knew around the, the bar. Were you competing against them or against that number on the wall you know, or competing against yourself? We had said from the beginning that we weren't competing against one another. That that felt like then you're then that's mm-hmm. sort of a dangerous game Absolutely. of one Yeah. It was we were just trying to match the record. That's what we wanted to do. Okay. I don't even know if it was twenty two. That feels even high. It might have been like 18. It was something that – it was a number that you felt like it was possible, but it still seemed like no one could have done such a thing. But it was the guy. It's the same name every day. This guy is famous at this bar and in this neighborhood for having drank, you know, let, let's call it 18 beers, okay? okay. And so – I'd like to call it 22 since that's what you started with. And these are pints. All right, <laughs> 22, but I'm going to have to do a little math here. Okay. So just know that it was in that range. Mm-hmm. So we got into it, and I'd say about six or seven beers in, we all were really handling things well. I mean, it's just, you know, you got to know these guys are drinkers. Right. I've always had a high tolerance. My father has a high tolerance. So we had six or seven beers, and really only the smaller fellow with the glasses, you know, was starting to seem a little like he's slurring. There seemed to be some tipsiness. So now, you would say he was maybe in. Uh Spit Toinkerville, but you were just Toinkered. Yeah, well, no, I think everybody he would was beginning to be Toinkered, okay. and the two of us were pretty Nothing. good. Okay. Now, what we failed to understand, and there this will might be a graph be in part because I was at twenty one. If anyone can get a graph together, I'd love to send it to these guys. Every episode's gonna have a graph. Both of them look like Taylor Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and, the, and a, a man that looks like Taylor Swift deserves a pie graph of an experience that they probably don't even remember now. He was beginning to get toinkered, okay? okay? Now, what we didn't realize is then we were pushing in, and then we got, I think, to double digits. So now each okay. of us has had about 10 beers. Maybe this guy is a little toinkered, is maybe on his ninth beer. Then what we forgot is that alcohol, especially <laughs> beer, doesn't happen immediately. It's not oh. – this is one of the drawbacks of delayed, alcohol yeah. opposed to marijuana. If you smoke marijuana, mm-hmm. it's got, it comes in – It's immediate. Right? Don't you think in yeah. the next minute or two you're going to feel high? If you don't smoke a lot, then maybe you're going to get really, really high and you're on your way to that. But you definitely you can you can regulate marijuana much easier. Mm-hmm. Whereas alcohol is entering the the blood, you know, it's it's coming into the system. 
So as we both kind of got to 10, we suddenly all were toinkered, you know, and probably on the verge of being spatoinkered. Okay. So now, now we're toinkered. Now, the other problem with alcohol is that as soon as it kicks in, now remember this is nine beers right. in one sitting. So we, yeah. we've been sitting here. We haven't been trying to drink fast because we were smart enough to know that. But we, we've been there for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours now. And then all of a sudden, you're at 10 beers, and not only does it kick in that you're toinkered, and then, then the courage that accompanies alcohol comes in and the self-confidence and the bravado that just has made us all just so happy about so many things that we've done while we're intoxicated, uh, obviously being ironic there. Then, uh, th- So then at that point, we're all toinkered and we're going, this is great. We're not even spatoinkered yet. Yeah. You know? We're going to be able to do this. It's 10 beers. We're only – I'm going to have to go back to saying you know, eight, 18 beers. Okay. I think. Let's go back. But yeah. you know, we, we're only eight beers away from, from the thing. It's just in a day. So you can stay yeah. there for as long as you sure. want. Now, we both drank about 12. And I think this was the moment when the, the huge Texan guy – was really spatoinkered, and and I also was, uh, and then the little fella is about to just be be out. And this the is the camp. moment in I mean, the story he, where I'm I'm starting to question the the validity of an overseas education. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, I know, I know, but look, like, but go on. <laughs> we were trying, we were learning perseverance. Yeah. So, so the three of us. So now the little fella is already starting to talk about again, not like a little fella, like still. Built like a brick shit house, you know. Okay. I mean, the guy. Yeah. I still wouldn't want to fight him, but he's. He says, you know, I, guys, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it the whole way. We're at twelve. To him, at this point, he may have been seeing the lights of Yonderville. Mm. Is that where we're at? How many drinks had he had? Twelve beers. Twelve beers. In about so four yeah. hours. Well, twelve beers. I would be probably seeing the lights of Yonderland. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the end of him pretty much. Well, he's just he's starting to talk about pulling the cord, the rib cord, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and he actually had attached a rib cord to his polo shirt. Which is convenient. Totally yeah. useless. I mean it's convenient, yeah. but it was a useless mechanism. Yeah. I, I think it actually ripped his shirt. Sure. So, you were by the way wearing a sweater vest at the time. I had a you? sweater vest with two rib cords that I pull <laughs> and just sleeves come down on either side. Just <laughs> suddenly it's a full sweater. He was wearing some leg shirts. Yeah, so yeah. we're, so we are, so so we're 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 at this point. So we we say, you know, we're encouraging him. We're saying, let's let's move on. Let's keep pushing through. I think around fifteen beers. You know, maybe another two or three beers in. He's full on, like, forget it. I gotta go. He's like, I'm gonna throw up. I think he did throw up at like it was one of those situations where he threw up. He got outside the walking. restaurant, but not yeah, enough outside the restaurant that it was good a good thing. It's right. Like, you might as well have thrown up in the restaurant because then we have a mop and stuff. Right. Now it's just seeping into the cement, mm-hmm. you know, that that type of thing. But he, he did stick around for a bit before he left. So now it's just me and this other gigantic guy. And at this point, I think we there was a little bit of like, I bet I can do it. Well, I bet I can do it. And that's when we pushed into the 15, 16 beer thing. Now, the, this time scheduling thing has gone totally out the window, you know? Has it been more than 24 hours yet? No, 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 no. no. It is. I mean, at this point, I think it's only been about five or six hours. Okay. And this is the problem is we shouldn't yeah. have, we should have been, we should have gotten there at 11. We ended up getting there at four. We kind of wanted to finish. It was a daytime thing, or maybe we got there at three. But at this point, we're sort of at five hours, four or five hours. And I got to tell you, after 50 – remember, these are not cans of beer. These are pints Mm -hmm. of beer, full pints. After about 15, 16 pints of beer, I don't care who you are. You're seeing the lights of Yonderville. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're in the distance. I don't know how close they were for him and me. Yeah. At that point, I checked out. I went into the bathroom. I threw up. There didn't seem to be any – uh, any indication that throwing up was not a part of it, but I threw up all over the ground and the bathroom. <laughs> and then I came back. Now, if you throw up, I think some people, if you're drunk enough, you think, well, I just got rid of a bunch of alcohol. So right. no, it's like, no, that's not the case. Yeah, your stomach really work is that full. Way. The, the alcohol, once it gets into your system, it's not coming out from throwing up. You know, right. you're just trying to get rid of it's sort of like the, a divorce. You still have a relationship with that person. I'm going to, I think, <laughs> 
you're still burdened by the whole experience. I think, yeah, it's a divorce with kids, but the kids like, oh, just went all over the floor and the sides yeah. of the stall. So, because you really have splattered their life against yeah. you know, the proverbial bar bathroom that is life, that is growth and development. So and now I'm going to return to maybe it was like 21 beers, I'll say, okay. because then when I came back in, the other guy, I mean, he just looked checked out. You know, you ever yeah. seen a guy at a bar who's yeah. like, if he turns to you, I was like, hey, man, how you doing? And he just I often turns see to you, that guy. He doesn't even see you. Yeah, I usually see that guy in the mirror. Uh <laughs> Like midway through the evening, I, when I yeah, I'm just right. such a lightweight. So, so 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 now we're at least. I remember we at least were at we were at 17 beers or 18 beers. Let's you know let's say it's 20. So now it's just we've drank an inhuman amount of alcohol. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't even know. I'm not sure I know anybody who in one sitting can drink 18 beers. I mean, maybe a couple no. guys from. Chicago I'm hoping I'm about to meet one can do it. Well. Here's the problem. Oh, shoot. So we're at 18 beers. And at this point, I remember saying to the and guy. That's when the wolves should. This all gets foggy. <laughs> we weren't even at a bar at that point. We were somewhere in the forest covered in red meat and blood just going, oh, oh, come and get it. Uh, actually, I don't want to interrupt you. Is that Duran Duran hungry like the wolf over there? Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. it is. Yeah. Duran. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Duran. Where's Duran? Yeah. So – so we're at eight. We're at, we're at eighteen beers, and I think that's the moment that me and the bigger fella, uh, the little guy, I think got another beer because he just wanted to hang out. He, but he was still in the fifteen, sixteen range. That's when we sort of turned to each other, and we had this terrible, awful moment where both of us sort of looked at each other. Again, this is fuzzy, <laughs> but we said. We can do this. And that that was where we went wrong, uh, is that we no. decided to to join in solidarity to both be able to get to get to the finish to that twenty one mm-hmm. beer point or whatever that is. Um so I was afraid something worse happened. There I was, was afraid that was the moment you threw we into, just you threw, threw up, up into each other's, each other's face. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I have I, the only time that's ever happened, I've thrown up, but luckily the other guy threw up the exact same time. And the, the streams of puke hit each other midair and then went up and down. None of it got in my mouth. None of it got in his mouth. It just sprayed upwards and around us like just two waterfalls from opposing ends of the earth. And then formed the a, a puke eclipse almost. A puke eclipse. A puke eclipse. So now we're okay, jo- so you decide you're going Now we're it. joined in solidarity. Yeah. We think we can get it. I, I remember also thinking like, once more into the breach, dear friend. Exactly. You know, if we don't stay here, the party will end. Did literally. anyone ever yell out at one point, I can't feel my face? No, that didn't, yeah. that, that never happened. I don't, there was really no yelling. So okay. now a, good friend, of me, a yeah. good friend of mine, Ava Henninger, who's just a, a lovely person, really Ava great. Henger Morrison? Ava Henger Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> She she had by that time come to join. It wasn't trying to do this challenge, but just wanted to hang out and, and be impressed by this. Okay. It wasn't impressive. I mean, she's in the the room with me trying to get me to point my head towards the toilet. I think at one point I was yelling at a stall door and vomiting at it. I mean, it just was bad news. So you had thrown up and now you're coming back for more. I'm back in. You threw it. up at what number? What was it? 16, 17? Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe 17. Okay. So now the two of us have joined in solidarity. We're going to, we're going to do it. Now I remember the only thing that I do really remember about this part is that I started running around in a circle in the bar yelling, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're definitely going to do it. He was, he was kind of drunk that just didn't move after he, he got to a certain point. I, I don't even, he may, I mean, he might as well have just shit his pants on the stool because there's nothing that was going to make him leave. So then I came back, I sat down and I just remember so clearly that I told the bartender, I go, we're going to do it. And the bartender, without just blinking an eye, was like, no, you're not. And it was just this amazing thing where I was like, we're three beers away. How how could we not do it? And I think it just was that he'd seen so many people attempt it and probably th- so many had come to the finish line. It was, yeah. It, it, what, what, what mile is it when you're running around? It's 26 miles. I know there's a wall at like 20 miles. It, where I think it's 15K, right? I'm not 20, uh, for for 26 miles, not a which full is a marathon. marathon. Yeah, 26 miles, 0.2 miles is a marathon, and you hit a wall, and 
people are doing great, and then they hit it. Your wall, or this guy knew there was a wall at about 18 beers? He, he knows that there's a wall before you get to 20 beers. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I think it was 21 beers. Okay. So I, I sort of go, oh, bullshit. Okay, so I'll see you in hell, and you'll see me somewhere near there. I, if I can, where is it again? You know, and he's just, I'm just so shit-faced. And then he says, <laughs> he's just like, all right, I'll keep, you know, I'll keep this all in Spanish. He's like, I'll keep serving you, but I, I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to do it. It was also, he saw how drunk yeah. we were yeah. and it was, but I remember that, that 19th beer or 20th beer was just impossible to get through. I mean, my body really was saying like, don't, you now think beer is disgusting. You're going to, you know, it just, it was hard to drink each sip. You know, I've, I've done plenty of eating contests in my life, and there is that sort of final moment <laughs> when, you know, just that moment when you're sort of eating that kind of last piece of an entire pizza. Yeah. And it, it, it's slowing down, not because you can't eat more, but because your body is just like, that's it. This is this is the end of this whole thing. I, 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 I'm not sure I got to the bottom of that beer because mm. at what that happened? point, just passed out? I just blacked out. I didn't pass out, but I blacked out. I think Ava said that I, I totally forgot that I was at the bar or trying to do this thing and said something like, let's go see a movie. We got to get some hair and we got to go find a candy shop and we could get just the, the, my motivation changed right. from the very well, reason I had been in a bar for at this point. Now we've been there for eight hours. It was a right. work day full of sure. drinking. Now I, I also remember that, that, that throughout that beer, the the guy that I was with just kept going. I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. There's no way to do it. He just he would keep drinking. He'd keep right. sipping. But after he'd sip, he'd be like it. it just is not going to happen. It can't be. And then there was a part of me that wanted to be like, Hey, why don't you stop drinking if you know you can't do it? But that same part of me had lost the ability. It was a speech but, and any know, comprehension. Alcohol is a drug. So what you're saying is you wouldn't have had the energy after that for sex and rock and roll. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely not. And that answers the question, sex, drugs, or rock and roll, who has the time? I mean, that was the shortest triple banger (laughs) there is. Long story short, we did not beat the record, and I've never walked out of a place I don't think that was a long story short. I, uh, (laughs) in fact, I think... I think that people could... That was the longest story we've ever done. I think people could drink along with the story... Yeah, there is a drinking game There's where a every drinking time game I where say the word along, drink, you, you take a sip. You drink along with the story, yeah. but I loved it. Where did you wake up the next day? I don't know. I mean, I, I know that it ended in that, thank God, Ava was there because she somehow got me to head back to wherever it was that I was going. But I just, you know, I, I we had a, I think we had apartments in there. I, I don't remember much about the trip after okay. that. Yeah, but I pretty uh, much blew the trip out. No, but it was... Uh, you know, I got back safely and went to sleep, and I remember I didn't throw up after that. You know, it just—I've never walked out of a place feeling more like a fool for having overestimated my abilities, and with more respect for a man that I never met and will never meet. Mm, there was just yeah. something to it. I do remember yeah. kind of stumbling outside. I remember, she, you know, there was a sidewalk and then grass, and I just went straight for the grass and fell into the grass and wanted to stay there for a bit before we left to see a movie. Can you imagine watching a movie with a guy that's had 19 pints of beer? <laughs> just like, either he's passed out or he's like, oh, you don't know me. Who's on the screen? You fancy sound. Oh, where's that Junior bets. I mean, it just would have been a, a goddamn disaster. I do. I, I do. I, I've always. I, I have moments where I think about it, and I, I want. I would. I what. I wanted to meet that guy. Probably yeah. somebody beat the record. I want you I'll to go back there. To. It might have been that man's name was John Goodman. That man, from what name I understand, was John Goodman. I don't know what he was doing in Argentina, but what were you doing there, really? I mean. Guess having, what? Having the time of my life. This was that was the best triple banger in terms of length uh, we've ever had. But the second one, we have a triple banger lightning round question two oh, okay, that we're going to get to. I got to take off, man. I, I've got about sixteen more pints to drink. I, <laughs> I love it though. Uh, better band name to name your firstborn son after? 
Weezer, Foghat, or Chumbawamba? Not Chumbawamba. Yeah, that's what I thought. And this is what you want to... You know, I think we've actually had a situation where you said Chumbawamba, and then I said no. I didn't know that band existed uh, before this. Well, Chumbawamba is just the worst name for a band. Weezer, Foghat. You know, they had that great song, uh, Tub Thumping. You know, I get knocked down, and I get... And I just... I really believe... It's the only time I've ever believed this, except for the presence of the United States of America, that um, the band name contributed to the downfall of the band. The only reason they were a one-hit wonder is because no one wants to say the word Chumbawamba. Mm. Yeah, it no, we've talked stupid, about this. There are band names that can crush your band. They really can. So I think if you uh, name your kid one fo- recently, Fog Hat, I think. I heard one recently that I think, and they're doing fine, I think, but I just... It's they're called uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's one of those ones. That's funny. I think it's that's like going to be tattoo. funny for a week yeah, or two. Exactly. I just don't think it's going to be. Fun. Now they might be a great band, and no offense if they're listening right now. I'm sure they are, but uh, actually, there they are over there. Hey, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Come over here, Dale Earnhardt hey. Jr. Okay, we'll let you move we'll on. Talk to him. I think Foghat's the answer. I think if you had to, Foghat. Hi, I'm Foghat Miller. What'd you say? Don't fucking worry about it. And then you put your hand, your hat on, and you walk into the fog. It's better than Weezer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Who is calling their? Who is calling anything Weezer? They ended up being fine, but you know Weezer is just such a tough one. And then if you he can. has emphysema later in life, yeah, it's just a terrible okay. situation. Yeah, you had it coming. You had it coming. Triple banger, lightning, lightning round. Question, question three. Three. Most romantic song. Only time will tell by Asia. Your insincerity. Love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. Each one of these becomes less appealing when you do the rendition. (laughs) Or You Ought to Know by Atlantis Morissette. The most romantic song? It isn't You Ought to Know. It is. That's about a breakup. That's what I wanted to talk about. This what that's why I asked this question. I'm sorry, I just have to interrupt you. No, of course. I feel like that's some, one of those romantic songs. If you really think about it, you ought to know. If I dated a girl that got that passionate about me after we broke up, I think I'd get back together with her. I that was like really like wow, that girl really was into that guy. If you think about it, it's kind of sick and twisted, but it's also a little bit romantic. She would have killed for him. She's going to scratch the back of. She hopes she. I mean, it's she. She really freaked out. Right? It's a tale of insanity, a little bit, but it's also quite romantic that someone cared that much. You don't agree? I want someone to write a poem like that about me or a song. No. I guess whether or not it's the most romantic song, only time will tell. Uh. <laughs> But you know, I love the fact that it's mostly the most romantic song is the one that means that the girl went the craziest after you broke up with her. I know, I know. But think about love the one you're with. I like that one because more people should do that. That's not exactly so concerned. Yeah, but it's it's just like that's a story of compromise. Well, no, no. It's like just you know, she's right there. You might as well (laughs) love the one you're within three feet of. Love well, that's the, the question. That's the question to? I have about that song. How long can someone like go to the bathroom and then someone else comes by? I mean, how quickly can you just? I mean, like, I'm loving what I'm with. I mean, I already I told you that's the way it was going to work. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, how quickly can it turn over? You know, I think love the one that you're dating. Yeah, it would have been more specific. But you're right. Love the one you're with. It's like every goddamn plane ride that you take. You got to turn to this fella next to you and help him with his seatbelt extender and, then, and give him a French. You know what I mean? It's, look, I, I don't know. I, I think another thing about it is like I, I like that one, though. I think there's too much in our culture. There's too much of uh, – you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. What would it be like to be with this person? Am I with the right person? Is there somebody better out there for me? All that being said, I was at a, um, I was at a, uh, a, a wedding recently. <laughs> this is such a funny story, I think. And it's long. It's longer than the last time. How much did you drink? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't really drink. The, you know, I, I would never drink. As I was telling that story, I was like, I can't even remember the last time I would ever even, 
imagine drinking more than eight beers in 15 mm-hmm. minutes. And, you know, so <laughs> I, I just, I got to tell you that there was, that was our problem is we tried to drink it too fast. We yeah. needed to space it out between the time when the bar open and the time that, that's the only chance you have at 21 pints is to do it quickly. Do no, no, no. Space it out as much as you can. Space it and out. we weren't drinking water in between. I mean, mm. that is such an amateur alcoholic move. It's like you have to have a glass of water, at least mm-hmm. a half a glass for every beer you drink. Or you could, you know, scotch, something, <laughs> you know, you um, could have had some chasers. So I was at the this, beer, I was yeah. at this wedding and this, this, uh, I was talking to this guy and we just met and you know, those weddings are always awkward, but you, usually you can find a guy like, Oh, this guy's like, seems like a cool guy. I can maybe talk yeah. to him for a second while his girlfriends just talk about whatever. It's such nonsense. So as they were over there talking about their stuff, this guy was like, um, so how long have you guys, you know, kn- known each other? How long have you been dating? I think he was like, you know, it's six years, whatever. And I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm a musician and I have my studio and, and we, we live together, but we sort of have our own spaces and it actually works out really, really well. It's really good. So like, well, that's fine. You know, that's really great. And, uh, and there was this pause and then he said, yeah, I just, I think we have too many choices. You know, you just, you have to be, you have to make a choice and then be happy with it. And it just, it was such a weird thing to say after a long pause in the conversation. It was so clear he's trying to convince himself that he's in the right relationship. <laughs> and I, there was nothing that I had said or done that would indicate that I needed that advice. It wasn't like I was like, yeah, but there's just all those girls out there. What do you do and who do you go after? And he's kind of like, it's just like there's a quietness. And then he just goes, I just think, you know. There's too many choices. We just need to. <laughs> you might as well have been like, "Yeah, I'll tell you what. If even though you didn't ask, you just got to settle. You know, you just got to find somebody <laughs> and stop sort of w- w- wanting anything else besides the thing that you made a decision." And that's about. what it is. That's what love the one you're with is about. That that brings me right to something I wanted to talk to you about. Essential questions, right here. Essentially, this is essential questions of human nature. Polygamy. Too much of a good thing, really. Because my friend, okay, my friend, do you ever feel like you've drifted enough from your friends where you're just not quite, you're a little confused because you you feel like maybe you don't know them quite as well as you thought they did? I, I was hanging out with my friend recently. I've been friends with him for quite a long time. And at the end of dinner, we had spent two or three hours together that evening after a show. Hadn't seen him in like six months. Uh, just because of our schedules, he revealed that uh, he was uh, very close to taking a second wife recently. Really? Yeah. And I was like, "Wouldn't that have been?" First how of all, long you guys have been out of touch. For, no. It well, it it reveals that, but more just like people will continue to surprise you. I mean, uh, I that seemed a like thing. a big. That seemed like a big topic. To I mean, I feel like that should have gone earlier. I'm like, shouldn't that have been top of the docket? Today, like we've talked about a lot of Maybe minuscule things, ease, you into ease me into the two yeah. wife thing, yeah. huh? I thought that was interesting. I thought, and it's not a religious thing, right? No, no. He just decided he was going to try to push it through. I mean, God bless and him. But how do you? How do you work that? That's that's exactly my. Is his was, wife bisexual? No, that's going to be a rough one. He said that you know they'd had one conversation where she had a dream, or he had a dream that he revealed. Where he was married to one of her friends, and she thought that dream was fighting, and so he thought she might he might be able to push it through. And I'm like, no, I don't I, think. I'm gonna say that guy's I don't got quite think unrealistic. <laughs> I go, I don't think you're gonna be able to push this one through. And here's the thing: you can't be like, hey, you know, you know who I'd really like to have. Se- I had this dream that I had sex with Cameron Diaz, and your wife's like, that's really ridiculous. And then if she walked in on you having sex with Cameron Diaz, she's not going to go like, well, I'm glad you really pushed this one through. I think, I think <laughs> you got it, my message. Is it too much of a good thing? Because here's what I told him. I'm like, look, man, I don't know if this is the right model because then you have two girls, you have two women ganging up on you if they're friends and you have twice the nagging sometimes and the <laughs> – no, I'm being serious. Like just – I don't know. I think maybe it's better to have a mistress if you're going to go this route, a secret mistress. I don't know if the two wives is really good because they'll gang no, no, up no, on no. you. Look, those are just two different types of complications. It's hard enough to please one wife. 
That's exactly right. And there's too it's many. It's impossible to please one wife. You want to add a second? And a mistress never, no matter how much women say this is just a sex thing. It's you know I don't need a commitment. It's just it's just there. It's biological. Women get jealous. People get jealous in general. It just seems insane to me. It's like sometimes I've never really met anybody with like a legitimate mistress, but I just the uh, the risk would be too high that one day she'd be like, "I'm just going to tell your <clears throat> wife about me." Yeah, it ruins your family. It's just yeah. Such you know who non- had that problem? Kip Winger had that problem. Kippy did. <laughs> oh, Kip. Kippy Flippy. Kip. Kip kept winging it on the side. But I, I think you're, I think you're asking for trouble with the two wife thing. I think it's a tough one to pull off. Uh, yeah, you're right. The jealousy thing um, is a factor. How do you um, figure out the sex schedule thing? You know, mm. I mean, if you're having sex with one more than the other, that's I think it would lead to a lot of jealousy. guilt, wouldn't it? There's a lot of guilt and jealousy. I have another friend who's uh, my wife's uh, has a friend, her husband or her uh, fiance. I was talking to him at a party recently. This is going to crack you up. And he was like, I don't think I'm that good of a... F- I'm, here's what it was. Let me give you the whole... I go, so when are you two going to get married? You know, you've been engaged for like two years. He's like, I don't think I'm going to go through with it. Do you think that makes me a bad fiance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think that would that probably... I'd say that would make you not a fiance. the only thing... <laughs> That you can be sure makes that's, you a bad fiance. That's you know? pretty much the definition of a bad fiance. He's like, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, and why? why and then we... my wife afterwards is like, so what were you, what were you and I'm not going to say his name talking about. And I was like, oh, nothing. You know, they're, they're, he's looking forward to the, <laughs> to the betrothment. Which will be a betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go to. They're gonna get, they're gonna go to another country first and drink twenty one beers or why, something. Why not? Know. Why not go through with it? I don't know what's going on with him. I think he thinks he can extend this out long enough until some of them dies before it's necessary. <laughs> which is what I tried to do with a breakup once. I just tried to. <laughs> I was just hoping one of us would die before it was necessary. Um, I, we got we got to finish. We got to finish with maskers. We don't have a lot of time left. All right, that's this is great. great. You know what? Long. We're gonna make this a two parter. Yeah, I like because it. it's so fun being at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's just fun to be. Here. Yeah. Like eighty-five percent of superheroes, this is Maskers. This is great. First of all, I just want to thank a few people that are always sending in funny stuff for the episodes. Uh, we love it. We uh, love interacting. Steve Mazon sends funny stuff. Uh, um, you know, Jonas Polsky's always sending fu- funny stuff. You know, who's really lately been saying a lot of funny stuff is. Uh, 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 Sean Comets. There's just people just send funny stuff, and I really appreciate it. Thank you to to you guys. I, it, it and makes please, it, if, it, if ever please, you're yeah. going, oh, we use the you know we use this one guy's stuff a bunch of times. Well, then send something in. Don't be afraid of it. It doesn't yeah. have to be clever or funny. You know, ask the masters is really just about you asking cash and his whoever his guest is what you want. You know what 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 they what. What, 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 what? Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. What, what, what? Tell your friends about us. We love that there's 12 and a half of us, but we'd but love tell, for there to be like 13 one, at some point. Tell one person that you don't like yeah. at work or something. Just be like, you got to hear this podcast. Right. It'll be right up your alley. Yeah, if you hate it, go ahead and, and then, tell one person you hate. And then, yeah. when, and then when they listen to it, if they do, uh, or even a good way to do it is go, you got, you got to listen to this podcast. I sent in sort of a nice thing about you. And uh, they actually talk about it on the podcast. That'll right. get anybody. Yeah. That'll get anybody to, to listen to the podcast. Love the one you're with. And then, and then you, you once they once they go through and they come back and they say, "Look, I listen to the podcast. They never mention my name or anything. Just know that at this point in the the, the podcast, if we haven't mentioned your name and somebody said to listen to the podcast." You go fuck yourself and you stop treating other people, you know, with selfish and abandoned and you start treating people with the respect that they deserve because okay, nobody yeah. likes you. Okay. So that you understand me. Yeah, that one kind of went off the rails. I, uh, that was dead on arrival. That was, uh, who was it? Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway right there. But that, you know what? That callback was dead on arrival. <laughs> it was. It was. That was D O H. So tell your friends about us. Go on iTunes. Please write a nice review. We appreciate it. Doyle M. Arm Brust. Arm Brust. At Doyle Learn Brust. 
writes, thought you would appreciate knowing my string quartet was dropping cash phrases in a recent, recent session. Producers were speechless. <laughs> appreciate knowing my, my string quartet was dropping cash phrases in a recent session. Producers were speechless. I mean, that's, that's great. Amazing. What kind of cash phrases? Really uh, we got to know. No, but, no but listen, that's, that's uh, rule uh, number one. What were what they dropping? Phrases were well, they I'm doing? thinking. Uh, I think it was probably something like, uh, don't sail too close to the wind, instruments. <laughs> well, I just feel bad for or, a female member of Let the strings do family. their job. <laughs> Maybe. What do you think they were yelling? <laughs> let the strings do their job. Pluck, 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 pluck. Uh, what were they yelling? I don't know. I mean, he's got to tell us. Tell us which catchphrases, catchphrases. Yeah, we want to know. But also, uh, I feel bad for anyone in his family who they say they got a. Re- she's got a real nice pair of bras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> we gotta go. We don't have a lot of time. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna stick here. Let's do one maskers. That is a question. Okay, we're to- gonna stay here at the. Uh, I will. I'll give you one. But we're gonna stay here at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and do next week's episode from here. We're just gonna sleep over here. And we think? also want to say that there's gonna be a Let's live see what happens show here at night. in Kansas oh, City. Oh, Kansas City live show. Go to Stanford and Sense Comedy Club for cashing in Ca- with TJ. Cash Miller. and I luckily are gonna do stand up together together for the at first the Stanford time. Stanford and Sense Comedy. First time Club. we've done stand up together in like three or four in years. In a long time, and then we're gonna I think Sunday afternoon. Or Saturday afternoon, we'll be doing a live podcast taping of Cashing yeah. In with T.J. Miller, Cash's show. Jesus, Lord, we'd love you to come out there. Let's, let's book some hotel rooms. Let's have all our fans come, and then uh, we'll we'll try to you know throw down twenty one pints with them. Yeah, but we're gonna we're definitely this is gonna be exciting. It's the first time we've ever performed together for a full show since we met. This will be great. Um, Jeff Bolin writes at Jeff Bolin. Uh, is it cool to buy a baby stroller with a cup holder and just use the cup holder and push it around? Yes. I, I thought you'd like that. I think that's amazing. I thought you'd like what that. you do is you put a blanket over an empty big gulp and, th- and put that in the stroller. Oh, see it. And then as you're okay. drinking, as somebody comes over and says, what a cute baby, you just lift it over and you go, shh. <laughs> and then you put it back and you leave. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. We're going to stick around here at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll let you know how it goes. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's here. It's Luther Vandross. Oh, my gosh. Morrison. Oh, it is? String, string. I'm sorry. That was Alanis Morissette. Now leaving Nerdist.com.